I'm Amy. Hey, I'm Erica. Sorry we missed you at happy hour this week. Oh yeah, you weren't there. Bummer. But no worries, we've got you covered. Yeah, we're rewinding this week's happy hour chat. The dish on pop culture. True crime. Hot topics in the news. And of course, podcasts. So, pour yourself a glass and... Cheers! You're listening to Happy Hour Rewind. And here we go. Hello. Welcome back to Happy Hour Rewind. I'm Amy. That's Erica. Hey, y'all. Hello. And we're back here to talk to you again about all of the happy hour conversations we had this week. We're going to rewind them for you. We are, because we missed you guys at the bar this week. We did. Though it's... It's Tuesday. It's okay if we all didn't go to a bar already. Yeah, but we haven't recorded since last Tuesday. Yes. And there's been some bar happening since. Only once together, huh? Yes. We only we did Friday happy hour after work last week. We did. But you and I have both been out kind of a lot this week. Totally. Just like, I mean, this is okay. It's not like we're breaking up. No, God, no. It's just that, you know, we have other lives. <coughs> Excuse yeah, me. it's we are getting close to holiday time. Yes, so these like you know functions start to pick up, and you also just kind of realize at this time of the year too that if you don't get a happy hour in with some of your like favorite acquaintances, that we're all gonna be, start picking up and being so crazy with our own lives for the yeah. holidays. It's like almost your last chance for a casual happy hour it's before so true. before you're either going to parties uh-huh. or it's like oh I'm sorry I can't like we're on vacation like yep. Thanksgiving's next week already. Yeah, you really can't like message someone and say like hey guys like last minute happy hour exactly like on you know in you know February. It's like, hey, it's cool. three o'clock on a Wednesday, like who's down to get drunk in the middle of the week? And everybody is. But this time of year, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm wrapping presents exactly. or last minute shopping or like I'm already basting my turkey. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm cooking. <laughs> yeah. No, I messaged you and Beth on Saturday and was like, throwing it out there. Do you guys want to get cheap nosebleed seats to the Jonas Brothers? Right? <laughs> I had a bug up my butt. They were back in town for the second time on their tour, which is like oh, never happened. They've already been here in Orlando on this yeah, tour. They like kicked off their tour like a second or third date in Orlando and then came back again. So I've been meaning to ask you if you knew they were coming back and just weren't planning on going Correct. or if you oh okay. Yeah, I, like you didn't know and like saw tickets online like oh shit. I, I saw that they were, they were here the here. first time and I was like fuck, I really would have gone. By the way, guys, Erica is stripping in front of me right now. Check you out know, the sweatshirt. You, there you is did, a t-shirt on. You did. Yes. I don't have to. No worries. No, but that was shocking and <laughs> unexpected. I thought I gave a signal. Um, <laughs> well, it's because we turned off the ceiling fan in the yeah. room before we started recording because it turns out you guys can hear it. Sorry about that, <laughs> old Podcast Rewind followers. Yeah, um, sorry about a lot of things from Podcast yeah, Rewind. But no, I knew sorry. when Jonas Brothers came here the first time on their tour, I was like, fuck, I'd go to that. Like, I really love their new album. Mm-hmm. I love their old shit because I'm a teeny bopper at heart. And then I was like, oh, they're coming back. Uh, Remind yourself. Buy tickets. And then, like, Saturday morning, I was like, I think Joe Bros are in town. So you reminded yourself just too late was the problem. Way too late. And by the time I did find somebody down to go, it I didn't want to sp- – and here's the thing. There were two floor seats for 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's actually not terrible. But not the friend I had asked to go was not – didn't love Joe Bros, but she was like, I'm down for an adventure. And I was like, well, I can't ask her for like $100 to go see a concert last minute. But it was a seat that I most certainly would have grabbed a month ago if I was making plans. Right. Um, long story short, didn't go. Went out for ramen. <laughs> 
But it was one of those things where I was like, I guess I'm just going to like shoot my shot. Does anybody want to go see Joe Bros? Yeah, you know, I, mean, I always loved And you had a holiday party. I did. I actually <laughs> did have a party. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just that time of the year, like we said, where the spontaneity is kind of taken from you yeah. because we're getting into the charge basically to New Year's. Yeah, and, you need to get out your planner because like, yeah. and I say you, I mean everybody listening, like this is the time when you have to like. I thought that was a directive. <laughs> Amy? I think she got out your planner. Well, um, you know, if you tell me what to do, I'll do the opposite most correct. times. So. so Amy will put away her planner. I'm going to be winging this. All right. Well, so then Amy, let's not cheers to drink of the week. Let's not. What shall we cheers to? Drink of the week. Oh. <laughs> well, look, I can always be convinced to drink. <laughs> so um, this week we are drinking local, which I highly suggest that everybody do. Yes. We are drinking from Sun Creek Brewery, a really great Small boutique kind of brewery in downtown Claremont. And this is the Squishy IPA. True story. We're actually drinking the same thing. We so are. Uh, no point asking me what I'm having. <laughs> um, I brought us home some like tall cans from an outing I did with Crowlers. You. Crowlers. Yes, very good. Can growlers. Yeah, Crowlers. I like it. Um, met up with mom and the greyhound and the mm-hmm. dog that she's doggy sitting, little Miss Lucy, at the Sun Creek Brewery on Sunday. And as I'm walking out the door, you're like, hey, yo, bring home a six-pack. <laughs> I was like, on it. I've been going to Sun Creek, oddly, quite a lot in the last couple of months. And you were going, I was like, man, that fucking squishy IPA is nice. It is nice. I was like, um, I mean, like, I don't know like, if this is weird, but um, <laughs> well, can you it, bring me home beer? You say, it, oddly, you've been there a lot. It's not odd at all. It's fantastic. It's I think great. You're going there more because it's it's such a good neighborhood vibe. Totally. We have another brewery like that in, a, in another area adjacent to us called Winter Garden, but it's always just like swarming. You can't get a table. You have to go stand in long lines for beer. Like Sun Creek is the little brother of that, of that other brewery, and uh, the beer is just as good, just as and good. it's like super laid back. And like I said, we could bring dogs. Yeah. It was a chilly Central Florida day, but we still sat outside. It was it just was lovely. Borderline blustery. It was a little blustery this weekend. It's been yeah. like that for the past couple of days. Like I, you know, was up and out early this morning to go see my personal trainer, and I could work out in her garage. Mm. Ooh. Um, <laughs> And, like, for the first two rounds, mind you, she had a heater on. Oh, yeah. But I still had, like, a sweatshirt on because I was like, I'm cold. (laughs) By round three, I was like, okay, we've warmed up the muscles. And she was like, should I turn the heater off? I was like, no, no. Not hot. (laughs) I'm just not needing to wear a sweatshirt anymore. We know that next week it could be in the 80s even at night, you know, given Central Florida. But we get these, like, well, they're having the polar blast up north. Yeah. So, Which I'm so sorry, but guys, we love it when that happens. Yeah, it's just it's so <laughs> it's nice so for nice. us. Because we can um, wear sweaters when you're supposed to wear sweaters. Yeah, I loved getting to dress like fall in fall. Yes. I mean, seriously, half the time in fall, I'm outside in a tank top. Like, oh, Michigan, <gasps> I miss Michigan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, while we're talking about all the things we love, uh, like the weather, yes. shall we move on and talk about what we really loved this week? Absolutely. Our shots of the week? Yeah. You want to go? I'll go first. Um. Originally, up until about six hours ago, mm-hmm. my shot of the week was that a friend of mine, Maggie, swung through town yeah. for a hot 24 hours, and we got to do our favorite thing, go to Starbucks and gossip Yes, on our favorite like Disney influencers and just catching up, um, and it's always so good to see Maggie. Great listener of the show. Love her. I've done that check since we were like in third grade. 
But then today I got some amazing news at work. By the way, I love how you're working in like two shots. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I had an OG shot and then it changed. And then it changed. But I'm so excited for you to get to your real yes. shot of the week. So for the last year and a half, I've been on um, temporary assignments here at our job. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm still fully employed insurance benefits the works but it just means you're kind of on a time base so this ta might be you know nine months another one might be a year and a half it's like a short-term contract type of work but you're still a full-fledged employee which people get confused it is a confusing thing that our company does yes absolutely um and today my boss pulled me aside and was just like hey congratulations we're statusing you so like i officially have a home they can't kick me out come June next. I mean, they could try. Well, you know, over things, my dead, things Over my dead body will I leave this job. Um, and it just feels so good to not worry about, like, the timeline yeah. for your, you know, job and your career. And you can just, like, throw that away and just focus on the work. Exactly. So basically, guys, that means, like, being status means that she's infinitely full-time. Exactly. In my first four years in our company, I lived on that TA life, and it is stressful. Sure is. It lives in the back of your head, and you don't realize how it manifests into other things in your life. And so today when he said that, I just, like, let out this massive sigh, and I was like, oh, I don't think I realize I've been holding my breath. Yeah. For a year and a half. Right? Don't you just feel lighter? Oh, my God. It feels so, so, so good. Well, because my official... Real shot of the week. I'm very excited for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Let's cheers one more time. Oops. Thank you so much. Congrats. Sip time. Sipperoonies. Would you like for me to tell you my shot? I would shot? love to hear your shot. I mean, make it as good as mine. So, uh, it, it won't be, but I have been meaning to make this my shot for several weeks. Uh-huh. Because I have yet again hooked into another trashy reality <laughs> show that I cannot quit with. And like this, I'm at episode six or seven now, and it's just heating the fuck up. The show is Temptation Island. Oh, everybody is, I'm not me. Everybody else has been loving this show. Yes. So I, Temptation Island, it's actually a reboot of a version that was on Fox like a decade and a half ago. I recall that. I remember when Temptation Island came out, I think we were either late in high school or in college. Uh huh. And it did only two or three seasons on Fox, and it was a really controversial reality show. It went away for a while, and now the USA Network has rebooted. And I caught on. I started watching at the top of this season, and like, it, it's the, what's really what I'm really loving about it. I'll get to the premise in a second, but what I'm really loving about it is just how fucking blatant the producers are <laughs> with their fuckery. Yeah. And just getting in there and the psychological torture that they are inflicting among the contestants yeah. is chef's kiss. <laughs> chef's kiss beautiful. Okay, so if you don't know what Temptation Island is, yeah. the premise is four couples who all are kind of at the brink of something in their relationships. So, you know, one couple, he's cheated on her in the past and she's having trust issues and she wants to know that she can really trust him. There's another couple that have been dating for four and a half years and they love each other just fine, but they're not sure if they're each other's forever. So this is like, decide if we're going to break up or decide if we're going to do this. Every couple, everyone's ha- got a, everyone's got their a reason. Exactly, there's a crack in so, in a, in a yeah. long term relationship, so they sign themselves up for a reality show. As you do, always smart in a relationship, by the way. And the premise is they go to this island, 
and they get split apart from each other. So the boys, the four men go live in a villa and the four women go live in a villa. And then they bring in all of these singles of the opposite sex to tempt the people in the relationship. So if there are four men in this villa, there are 12 single girls all trying to like lure them away from their girlfriends. Same on the women's side. And of course, the producers lay this groundwork at the top of the season and they kind of make you think like, this girl is so wholesome and she's in love with her boyfriend she's gonna make it through this no problem she's the first one to fuck she's the first one to fuck 100 percent. and no tv but and so that on its own is entertaining right but then the true crazy happens that once a week they get pulled away the couples to bonfire which basically if you've ever seen survivor yeah it's set up exactly like a tribal council Uh on survivor and by the way this is hosted by mark Wahlberg, not not Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg of like Family Double Dare. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> I did not think you were going to say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, I'm so sorry. I was like, oh, that's weird that Mark Wahlberg was doing it. But no, okay. it's Mark Summers that did Family Double Dare, but the Mark Wahlberg who hosts things. Okay, it's like wow, <laughs> and not the opening of a Wahlburger. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So once a week, they sit the four women who are in relationships down together and they show them video clips of what their boys are doing Oh yeah, on the other side of the island and vice versa with the men. And so that makes them either, like, but that's where the producer trickery comes in. Sure. Because they show them these, like, 30-second clips of what your significant other is doing. And based on that, you're trying to glean, like, are they cheating on me or are they not? Uh-huh. And as I'm watching it, like, there's this one couple where the girl – and the guy, she was kind of worried about him. But um, as they're, they see each other, and of course the couples never have interaction together. No. They never get time together. They're just seeing clips of each other. And so, you know, she was kind of worried, but not really. Then he kind of looks like he's flirting, so she starts to flirt because yes. she's getting mad. Then he sees that, and what she doesn't know yet is, like, he really pulled back from all of the single girls because he was getting afraid. But the producers found some fuckery, and they play, like, one clip that looks a little funny. Yeah. Like, the next time she sits down. So she goes back, and the one guy she's attracted to, she starts making out with. Of course. Then they show him that, and then he loses his shit. I mean... In a way, they it's si- cruel. It's cruel, but I have zero sympathy because they, no, they signed up. up. For this. They signed up for this, and uh, I'm here to watch it. This is also why I just watched like Christmas Cookie Challenge. I know, <laughs> I know that I watch television that you could judge me for. I don't judge you. It's and just too much for my brain. It brings me to so- keep up with it all. I got the time. Uh, yeah, no. Like I told you earlier, I canceled out quantum physics from my brain a long time ago so that I have room for these things. You make room for what you prioritize. <laughs> Bloom where you're planted, as they say. <laughs> Bloom where you are planted. Uh, well, you know where I'm planted sometimes? Where is that? At the bar, having a happy hour with my best friend. Yes. And wanting to share everything that we talked about this week with our fellow listeners. Right. And so I think you need to... Help the listeners mm-hmm. understand your reason based on a true kind of happy hour experience you were telling me about the other night. Yeah, so you weren't there. I was not. Um, I attended a, 
a house party yeah. this weekend. My uh, A co-worker of mine threw a fall gathering. Love it. Which, again, I was like, fucking brilliant. Don't compete with all the Christmas parties. Yeah. Do yours in... Because, God, how embarrassing would it be if you had a holiday party and it was conflicting and then yours was the lesser party and oh, nobody showed up? This is why I don't throw parties. Yeah. Because I'm constantly... I have too much anxiety for that. But I got invited to this fall gathering... A bunch of my coworkers that I don't get to see socially very often were yeah. there. So I was really excited to go. And I, I will say I had a blast. Like, the catering was lovely. They, It was not even a – I mean, these were adults now, so it was not BYOB. It was full Ugh. bar. Whatever you want to drink. There just are go. some perks to being an adult. There, there are some <laughs> things, especially, yeah, having friends who are adults. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, it was a cool night. They had a fire pit in the background. Yeah. It was just a lovely work gathering. And, of course, the host had some of his own friends and stuff there. But we kind of clicked off and, like, us yeah. work people hung out together. Even, you know, there were different teams. Like, there were people from a different work team and they stuck close. Sure. We stuck close. But, you know, people mingle in the end. But then... There was this, like, damper on the party. And I don't think I'm the only one that felt this way, but I was irate because this is all leading back to, as the listeners know, I fucking hate MLMs. Multi-level marketing, pyramid schemes. For If you invite me to any of them, I'm going to say no. And I'm also going to be like, oh, wow, you really don't listen to my podcast now, yeah, do you? <laughs> I see you are not a rewinder. <laughs> I think it all the time when I get invited to that stuff. I'm like, well, guess you don't listen to my pod or pay attention to any of my socials. <laughs> and the inviting me overtly is bad enough. Yeah. But what's worse is sneak attacking me <gasps> after a couple of cocktails. Sneak attack MLM. So I'm sitting at a table with all with a bunch of my coworkers. We're chit chatting. You know. A little bit of shop talk where, like, we're all a little loose enough in the lips to say mm-hmm. some shit and be like, whoa, that's Honestly, right. the best. Karen does suck like that. <laughs> um, and But also, like, so a couple of my work people were smashed, and that's funny. Yeah. And then some of us, like me, I wasn't feeling great, so I did kind of go slow on the red wine. Um, we were just a little bit more casual. And then before I fucking know it, that there's a woman from my office coming out with a stack of Pampered Chef catalogs. Rude. Fucking rude, also, right? Secondarily, why would you need a Pampered Chef catalog when God invented Crate and Barrel? Well, you can get all of the... No one needs Pampered Chef for anything. Kitchen shears that cut that a want. chive onion or slice a hard-boiled egg... At Crate and Barrel. I don't need to wait six to eight weeks for your product to show up to my fucking house. And uh, you're overpriced. Yeah. Useless, going to take up space in yeah. my cabinet product. And the thing about it that really frustrated me was like, this is supposed to just be a laid back situation. And what really annoys me is that you wait for about halfway through the party when you know people are liquored up to take, it feels like taking advantage. Oh, she dive bombed this. Dive bombed the whole thing. And so now I've got to be in this awkward position of, you know, I don't want to be rude, especially when you're a guest in somebody else's home. You don't want to be rude to other guests. That is 
yeah, that's just, my mom. My mama taught me well. Sure. So you know, she's handing me this catalog. Amy, do you want to leave through? And no. I said no. But yeah. not, then I'm sitting there reeling in my head and asking my friend next to me, like, was that rude? And she's like, no, I don't want to fucking look through it either. Yeah. And, I, and so then my friend who agreed <clears throat> that this was rude and awkward, now she and I are like turning to face each other and basically nose to nose have conversation so we can almost pretend like it's not happening. Oh, yeah. But then I happened to be on the other side of me. There was a, a guy who had had a lot of whiskey, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, and he's flipping through the catalog and going, oh, I had one of these egg things one time. I need another one. And then doing the Amy, Amy, like nudging, no. elbow, yeah, elbowing me. Like, look at this. So now the the MLM dive lady. bomber lady <laughs> sees that I'm looking at the catalog. Amy, do you want one of your own? Like, Not even a little no. bit. And I do think that most people were politely or drunkenly for fun flipping through the catalog. But then she's going around the party announcing, like, if anyone is interested in a purchase, I've got my tablet in the car. I can go get it. I can go get it. And then, like, everyone's like, and then, like, 20 minutes later, okay, so I'm just going to go get that tablet and be ready if anybody wants anything. And here's here's my question. Was the host aware that this was going to happen? Yeah. <clears throat> and if – I don't know the answer. Yeah. But if they were, do we not have an ob- – do they not have an obligation to inform everybody coming, like, at one point there's a sales pitch tonight? Yes. You know, I, I kind of think – I kind of think that the host probably had a clue but hoped that it would just be, like – you know, under, under the, the radar, under the radar, a little bit. No one feels pressured. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Okay, I've talked enough. What are your thoughts? You know how um, we Mindy Kaling started the conversation that like, we always joke around that we want the confidence of like a subpar white man. Yes, I want the confidence of an MLMer that can dive bomb a fucking party and pass out their stupid catalog mm-hmm. because it really wasn't appropriate if. The invite came out and was like, I just want to have a holiday party and like a fall festival, whatever, and just celebrate everybody and have a good time together. And then even if she was like, hey, can I pass out my stuff? And he was like, sure. He needed to post something and be like, oh, and be advised, you know, person X will have some catalog on hand if you're interested. No, actually, none of that should have ever happened because that, that makes it a totally different party. And then you feel in a very different way. What people, most people I think realize is like the um, anxiety you go through to Mm -hmm. have to find a way not to be rude to somebody who's being rude to you. Yeah. And why that's not okay. You are um, getting me out of vulnerable time. I'm feeling like I am in a comfortable situation. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk all the time that when we get a Facebook message, it's like, hey girl. And I'm always like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And it's also just so easy to ignore and delete. It's so easy to ignore. Just passively. But in person, read the room. Also, it's 2019. Have some coups. Do a live Facebook stream with your stupid shit. But Mm -hmm. like, it wasn't your party. If that host did not ask you to do it and you capitalized, you're not behaving appropriately. I don't want to say you're a bad person, but you're doing bad person things. What makes me think the host knew is that I did 
it was a Facebook party invite. Yeah. And a couple of days before the party, uh, the the Pampered Chef person posted like, hey, a catalog's here if anybody wanted to look. And I just thought that was like a, eh, you know, yeah. they're, they're shooting their shot over yeah. here. Um, I didn't realize that. So maybe I should have clued in faster sure. that it was a preemptive, this is going to happen. Ugh, I don't I know. I hate it in general. Yeah, I hate it in general too. Here's a question that I just thought of when when you were talking about like the host's responsibilities is how different would it be, and I think very, if it were someone invites you over to your home for a, a fall party. Yeah. Everybody's there, but then the host themselves brings out the Pampered Chef catalog. So like they did I, not invite you to their MLM party, but then it became an MLM party. Oh, we'll and it's like if they start walking around with the admit one tickets, like someone here mm-hmm. is going to win a free party for themselves. I am over 50% Irish. And you know what we do? Irish exit that shit. Which, funny enough, I didn't mean I Irish have. exit that party, but I did wind up doing that. I got to tell you, I'm a little hot under the collar right now. I'm so afraid that like my coworkers listen to this and I don't know it. And I'm going to get like in trouble for this. Well, you're allowed to f- – and that – okay – Thank you for bringing that up. That okay. is the problem mm-hmm. with MLMs. Because now, I, yes. Because I am allowed to not like it, but an MLMer attacks you for not liking it. And listen, yes, we have multiple times discussed it on this show, but I choose when people come at me who I know as acquaintances or friends and talk about how they're interested in what's clearly an MLM. I'm always like, I am not interested, but I really wish you well on your ventures. Yeah. And then they don't stop. And I say, yet again, I am not interested, but I really wish you well. I hope you do find success. Please be that 1%. I don't say that to their face. But like, you are not allowed to have a feeling about it because these MLMers are like, well, you don't support other women in small businesses. And it's like, you actually don't want to know all of my thoughts. I told you no. I don't have to fucking like this. But they exactly. turn the tables that make make you bad for not liking it. Yeah. And, and like, it's unfair. I feel more bad just about, like, talking smack than anything else. For sure. Else, well, you're just expressing what happened to you. I, I, use, I use no names. No. And, uh, I mean, I really don't think my coworkers listen. <laughs> I'll, I'll find, huh? out, find out real quick tomorrow yep. if they do. Cheers. I, I good luck in that meeting. Good luck. You want to talk about good luck? Yes. And talking about getting iced out, um, we have possibly discovered a new generational fight. Yes. That we need to talk about. Yeah. Between Gen Zers. Yep. So the kids born after two, I shouldn't say kids. I'm already, I'm already well, aging. To be fair, they're 19 and under. Okay. But the human <laughs> beings born after 2000. Yes are called Gen Z. Yes. Or sometimes they're called the I generation. Yeah. But right now let's call them Gen Z. And then the millennials. Yeah. Are t- technically we are millennials though. Technically. We, we like to call ourselves Zennials because we feel like we're closer to Gen X. Yeah. In a lot of ways though we really can identify with a lot of millennial stuff. Yeah. But for the purposes of this conversation, let's you and I agree that we're millennials. Yeah. Okay. So – We've realized pretty recently that the Gen Zers are starting to uh, point out that the millennials are getting to a place where we never thought we would be, where we're age shaming down. Yeah. And BuzzFeed has really brought this to light recently. Mm -hmm. A couple of different articles popped up this week where, you know, it was a tweet listicle 
and you know just a conversation a little that Gen Zers were like okay listen I'm so tired of being shamed because you grew up with like a VHS and having to like rewind it before you went to Blockbuster like not my fault but hashtag be kind rewind yeah, always sorry but millennials us included We'll say things to Gen Zers like, oh my God, back in my day, you had to like roll up your window manually. Like now we have buttons and they're like, okay. Okay. And they're also reminding us, I was born in 2000. I also know what a VHS is. Yeah. Sure, I moved on to digital quicker than you did, but I'm aware of it. Yeah. And you know, us millennials spend a lot of time picking at the boomers. Like you and I just did it a couple weeks ago when sure we talked did. about OK Boomer. Um, and... Uh, I guess I guess we never saw this one coming, right? We never thought you know, we would I get You know, I kind old. of had hoped that I was going to be cool about things. But the other day when I was at work, every week we have to send in like a weekly report to our boss. Mm-hmm. Goes up to another weekly report, to another weekly report, to like the big guys, right? Mm-hmm. And so one day he was like, let's have fun with it. Send in your favorite meme. And so oh, people cute. were sending in things. And so I sent in one of my favorite memes from our show that we found from our Flat Earthers episode, uh-huh. where somebody tweeted like, oh, you idiots, the world is not flat, the world is not round, the world is a vampire. Yes. Smashing pumpkin sauce. I was going to say, it took you a couple times to explain that one to me, but now I get it. Yes. Um, the world is a vampire. Like that whole song. Like, <laughs> um, despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. It's fine. No, that one I know. <laughs> That's the song. Yes. Um, and... My coworker next to me, who is solidly 10 years younger than me, she like, I saw her like tilt her head at her computer like, <laughs> and I looked over and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, did you get my meme? <laughs> and she was like, nah, no. I don't And I know. was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's a Smashing Pumpkin song. And she just was like, mm. And so like I sent her like the YouTube video and I was like, oh my God, back in my day, like this was my middle school music, Smashing Pumpkins, all of this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I just back in my day to her. Yeah. The Smashing Pumpkins, which I'm like, God, Smash, are they not around still? Like, is it not relevant? But like But Smashing Pumpkins is now like classic rock. Uh-huh. And we're over here going like, wow, no, I mean, but that was the best. Yes. Our 90s music is so much better than this millennial music. Or I mean, sorry, this Gen yeah. Z music. And the Gen Zers are like, okay, a lot of your music sucked. Yeah. You had some good songs. We have some good songs. Absolutely. We have some shit songs too. Do we have to do this? Right? Like, listen, you know, our parents are like, oh, I had the Beatles. I had the Beach Boys. And all this is like, good stuff. Yeah. I'm agreeing with them. Yeah. That's good stuff. But by the way, some disco songs fucking sucked too. That was part of your generation. Blue. Yes. We all keep forgetting our generation was mad at the generation prior. Yeah. You know, for all of this, like, back in my day. And it's something to be super cognizant of. And like I said to you, I think the difference is right now is that when when we were growing up and we were getting back in my day, mm-hmm. we just took it. Yeah. And our Gen Z. I'm like, okay, you're right. I, I, I'm just I'm like, oh, okay, I I'm so sorry enough. you did have to walk to uphill, school both ways. both ways in snow. No shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Gen Zers have the ability to conversate in a way that we never could. And they are just able to articulate things in a completely different way because communication has evolved. And they're like, okay, sorry you had to walk uphill both ways, but it's not my fault. Cars were involved in my generation. Like, that I grew up with 
even like a mechanical seat in my car where back in the day you had to like pull the bar under your seat to change how well, close you were to the steering wheel. We immediately flew all the way back to Always. the seat. Then you had to scoop, Always. scoop back up to the right spot. But just like it's not back our fault day. that we didn't walk up both like hills yeah. to school, it's not their fault that they grew up with cars that don't have a manual window. So when you brought this up to me, I have a back in my day story that I've got to tell you that I back in my day a, a younger coworker uh-huh. recently. I think I've told you this, but I'll I'll, I'll tell the listeners. Um, I have a a person that is right out of college working on my team right now who does a job that I did when I was right out of yeah. college and starting this company. And so many things about the job now that he's doing it are different than when I did it. Because it evolved. It evolved. So like when I did the job, I had a desktop computer and a desk phone and a paper, a a pen and a pad of paper. And, you know, the responsibilities of that particular job were to take a lot of meeting notes, Uh which then you had to go back to your computer and transcribe. Yeah. And then send out. Now, we did have email. I didn't have to carbon copy. We did. Did you have the clip up against your computer screen yes. where you could clip your notebook and you, like your paper to? Yes. And then you could just stare it next to your screen like 100%. 100%. Oh my God, yes. Back 100%. So I was um, this, this, I, I keep wanting to say kid so bad. I'm going to say this young worker. This young man, my coworker was saying to me the other day, like, I'm trying to get these meeting notes out. Just, I have so many backed up. I'm going to get through it. And I was standing with an, a coworker who's my age, and we both did that job forever ago. And we started back in my daying him so hard. We're like, back in my day, we had to rip the paper out. We wrote on the paper, and then we typed the notes on the paper. And and I was like, what do you mean? Like, because he, he can take his laptop to sure. the meeting and type the notes right there, then go back to his office, run spell check, and yeah. and send them out. So we were back in my daying him super hard. And he said, though, he goes, I literally don't know how you guys did that. Uh-huh. And then we did start having kind of an interesting <laughs> conversation about how things change. Because I said, and I hope he didn't think I was an asshole too much for this. But I said, you know what? I bet you literally can't. Yeah. And I said, and, and don't take this wrong, but thinking about it, like, I was really primed to handwrite meeting notes as often mm-hmm. as I did because I came from an era where in college I sat at lecture and I wrote notes based on what the professor yeah. was saying the entire time. And sure, sometimes there was a PowerPoint presentation, but it was not given to you afterwards. Yeah. You had to write down what was on the screen or on the chalkboard or however the professor was yeah. giving information. And he said, you know what? Literally when I was in college – we didn't take notes. We had laptops in front of us, but yeah. the presentation was then emailed to all of yeah. us after the lecture, and then we had notes. And I said, so yeah, so like, no offense, but I think you literally can't yeah. handwrite notes. But now I do realize, like, that's not his fault. No. I'm not a better um, no. college student or an entry-level professional than he is. He has advantages that I don't, that I am jealous and Jealous of accurate because he is working at a higher efficient efficiency rate than mm-hmm. we did. Thanks technology. You know he can go to twice the amount of meetings because he doesn't need as much desk time mm-hmm. to transcribe. You would need an hour after a meeting to transcribe and get notes out and stuff like that. And he's just got to do some slight editing and adjustment of it all. And I think that that's so much of what it is. Is that when we say like back in my day. 
with things like technological advances, it's a clear like shit. If I was growing up in this time, I think things would be different. Yeah. I still don't feel bad about that. Back in my day, I listened to, you know, Smashing Pumpkins because like that doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't, you know, jealous that Laura didn't know it by any means. But at the same time, like it's fascinating that even at our young age yes, we we're are young still, still back in my day which continues the conversation that gen zers are now getting upset with like the gen xers and calling them the okay karen generation <laughs> so instead of the okay boomers they're assigning a karenness okay to gen xers so, so okay karen so we told a great karen story on the podcast last week yeah what, I, what Kids Bop Karen. Kids Bop Karen. Yeah. And before that, we had It's a Podcast Pamela. Pamela. And I'm happy to make fun of people who just show their ass in public Always. at any time. But these Gen Zers have a great point great that it does point. seem to be the, the, the folks right before the millennials hit, the late Gen Xers, that are becoming, how do I say, embarrassing in public. Mm-hmm. They're the... Let me talk to a manager generation. Yes. And, you know, we on the internet have labeled them all Karens. Like, now you you know, if, you know, this woman coming in with this haircut, she's going to want to talk to the manager. Yeah, sure. She's a Karen. Yeah. And, I, and they're calling the whole generation that because they all bitch and moan. Exactly. And I think, you know, going back to what I was saying, it took us until we were – in our 30s to be like, wait, boomers, no, you're not great. You did shit. Yeah, you and Gen Zers are like, oh, I'm 17. I don't have time. Millennials let you run shit for far too long. All right, Karens, before you become the next boomers, let me get in your face and tell you what you're doing wrong. And I applaud them. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at them that they don't want, you know, the quote unquote Monday to Friday, nine to five job, which people get mad at them for. And it's like, but life has evolved and changed and they are attempting to keep up with a ride that went from being like an omni mover to a full coaster that needed to be strapped in. Yeah. They can't keep up and they're trying so hard mm-hmm. and good for them for raising their voice. Because they're like, this is my place eventually. You guys don't fuck it up. Yeah. Like, I'm going to rent from here soon. <laughs> yes. And you are destroying the carpet. You know, I, I actually, before we you before you and I talked about this, I had a friend of mine from high school post something interesting on Facebook the other day where she was talking about how she grew up in the 90s, as did you and I, where, you know, the economy was booming. Yeah. Things were a lot more innocent before, you know, social media and yeah. all of those things. And she talked about how she went to college where, you know, she didn't walk out with a lot of student loan debt. And she already had an adult job by the time the economy crashed. Yeah. Which you and I had, we were entry level, but sure. we did have actual career jobs yeah. when the economy crashed and thankfully I just student loans. Yeah, yeah but thankfully you and I didn't lose our jobs then and we didn't have enough of a 401k that we had to worry about our yeah. our you know retirement yeah. over it but how like she, she was making the point on her Facebook that at least we had the good times yes and then when I was reading the listicle that you sent me about the millennia or I'm sorry the Gen Zers like kind of getting off our backs Somebody made the great point of when I was a child, things were already bad. Oh, and it never and, got better. And it reminded me of a tweet I read several weeks ago that was like, why are Gen Zers so disillusioned? I don't know. We saw 3,000 people die live on television when we were six, and then nothing got yeah. better. 
And of course, they were alluding to 9 11. Of course. But if you think about it, yeah, I can't imagine what it was like yeah. to grow up when, like, as a little kid, you already understand terrorism yeah. and that you could have watched it live from, like, daycare. Yeah. And then. Nothing got better. Exactly. I mean, we had the the great Obama years, but we were at war the entire yeah. time. ISIS came to be. So while he may have been a great, uh, yeah, you know, inspiration in a lot of ways, now we're living through the Trump generation, which hopefully is ending soon. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I can see Gen Zer's point in like everything has always sucked, and we have to persevere. So don't come at me with like yeah. how hard it was to roll up a window by hand. Exactly. Like they make such a great point, and we need to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Listen to the children. They are our future. They are our future. But my future currently, Amy, is really wanting to talk to you all about BravoCon that just happened in yes. New York City this past weekend. Let's lighten it was this shit the up. The cons of all cons. You know what a con is, guys. When a fandom gets together and embraces their love for their favorite thing. And here at Happy Hour Rewind, our absolute favorite thing in the entire world, after one. Is Bravo. is Bravo Television and reality TV. And the folks at Bravo put together like a three-day event. Yeah. All a tr- a over New convention. York City. A true convention. Like all over New York City. We're talking like panels with the OG housewives, um, you know, showcasing, you know, stuff with like Vanderpump Rules. Like some people got to see the very first episode of the next season of Vanderpump, which doesn't even air until January. T- and I can't wait. I'm so jealous. And it all culminated with the most extra – Watch what happens live this yes. past Sunday with 77 Bravo stars. 77. Dang. Dang. So I think we may have already, uh, you know, in our older days talked about when BravoCon was announced. Yeah. And how excited we were. I'm pretty sure it was somebody's obsession of the week. Probably. And we really wanted to go. You and I looked very seriously yes. at going. Because we love New York City. We were looking for a girls yeah. trip this fall anyway, which... I don't think it's happening, you know, holidays. <laughs> but we, you know, BravoCon got announced in like yeah. January or February and we wanted to go so bad, but they didn't release any details. No, it like, was just like, it's happening. It's happening. And they said it was happening in November, but they didn't even give us dates or pricing until what, July? Yeah. It was like late. It was dead summer. Yeah. It was dead in the summer. So they did cause some stir BravoCon and a lot of people were out here hoping BravoCon would fail. Because ticket prices came out and they they weren't cheap. They weren't. And then we found out that like not unlike a true con which takes over a convention center, yes. because they were doing everything all over the city, just everyone realized how inefficient it would be to get yeah. back and forth between panels and how costly with, you mm-hmm. know, Ubers or you know, subway or time consuming with yep. walking it would be. So a lot of people turned on BravoCon, including us. Thought it was kind of fire festival esque because yeah, and we thought we're not going. Little information was coming out, and it was yeah. almost like you only got information if you bought tickets. But you were buying tickets to an event that was kind of sight unseen. Right, you really why, didn't know what you were going to get into in the fire festival era. Why would you why would you risk not that? think that? Right, we were kind of saying like maybe we'll go year two. Yeah, almost. Which this also out. I still feel we'll go year two. So but, I believed it was going to fail, but now that it's happened, I'm hearing great fucking reviews. Hearing great things. So. Um, my friend Maggie, when she was in town this weekend, she had a friend at BravoCon who was texting her and was like, girl, Sophie's choice. Everything is so amazing. Amazing like, panels are happening at the same time. I don't know what to do. Like, whiplash. I'm looking back and forth. 
the meet and greets, like you could meet, you know, everybody like Jax from Vanderpump, Craig from Southern Charm, OG Housewives that we've been watching for a decade. Decade plus. Captain Lee, the stud of the sea. He's so sexy. From below deck. So sexy. Um, He'll eat my ass for dinner. Guys, I just want you to watch Below Deck so you don't think Amy's just being a pervert. She's truly just quoting. No, no, I'm quoting Captain. the show. Cappy. Um, Captain Lee. But I heard such great things. Yeah. So also, okay, so maybe they put on a great con. Maybe that's so. Again, one of the things I knew I was going to miss, though, is I knew that there were going to be, like, sneak announcements. Yeah. And there was an amazing oh announcement God. made, like, the first day, I think on Friday. Yep. And that is, you guys. <gasps> We are getting a new Real Housewives city. Salt Lake City? I'm stoked. I know, but like I have for years thought like I can't wait for Chicago because I know the city of Chicago. And Real Housewives of Chicago makes so much sense. Why? Because like think about the markets. You've already got so much on the East Coast and West Coast. They started in the middle of the country with Dallas, Dallas just I thought Denver or Chicago were 100% coming next. I, here's my thought, would not understand entirely why Chicago wasn't dissimilar to New York. It's a big city. It's got a big theater district. It's got a big socialite world. I know you I want different. I know that you've been to Chicago. I've been to Chicago a couple of times. I know that you've been to Chicago a couple yeah. of times. I've been to Chicago a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I will tell you that Chicago is the Midwest version of New York. Like, Correct. It's, it's. I, well, but that's no. what I don't want is a different version of New York. I want a city that's so completely different. But so does that mean that you would – would you – okay, so we have Real Hostels of OC and and Beverly Hills, which are like an hour from each other. Correct. We also have New York City and New Jersey. Correct. So to me, Chicago is very different. I don't see how it correlates to the East Coast. It's so Midwestern. It's also it's a big city. It's a total big city. But so is Dallas, so is yeah. Atlanta. I think the thought of having Salt Lake, which is be an up and coming metropolis, mm-hmm. is what's gonna make it so exciting. So and it, I also think that the age range of the housewives are gonna be more similar to us. So I was going to agree with you that I, I see where you're going in that I think the cast yes. is going to be incredibly different than any other yeah. housewife cast we have. And you are the one that clued me into this, so you explain it. So um if you don't know, Salt Lake City is in Utah. In Utah. And what's in Utah? Mormons. Tends to be quite a lot of Mormon community. For being stereotypical about and, it. And it's true. It's a Mormon state. Um and there are quite a lot of Mormon mommy bloggers mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City. Listen, they're mommy bloggers that happen to be Mormon. That's not the um, crux of their blogging. I don't think they the Mormons are coming Mormon. for us. Go ahead and say it. Yeah. <laughs> However, there are a ton of Instagram influencers, women. Rachel Parcell is one. She just launched a line at Nordstrom. She just started out as a mommy blogger. Mm. And but does she already have a big following from the Nordstrom stuff? No, no, no. Nordstrom oh, okay. just happened a collaboration like in a line at Nordstrom. Oh. She was a mommy blogger, She's Instagrammer who grew so is. big. Okay. okay, and then is beautiful. Happens to have five other sisters who are all gorgeous. They all just kind of mm-hmm. get into the Instagram world, Mormons. and you've got this Salt Lake City version of Kardashians, mm-hmm. just people who have an it factor. And the thing is, you know, in their demographic, a lot of these women do get married young. They have a lot of children. By the time they're 35, they have built quite 
a following and um, a brand for themselves, and then they're for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They, their husbands tend to be like entrepreneurs. They have quite a few children. Mm-hmm. They're true housewives, but they're our age, and that's what I'm looking to watch. As somebody who's my age who lives a completely different lifestyle, I have nothing in common with Rona Singer other than she's a hoot on TV. And you've known her for a decade. And I've known her for a decade. So now she's in, you know, she's 60. Yeah. Met her when she was in her late 40s. But now I'm starting to want to watch women that are a little bit closer to me but are living a life that's unattainable. Yes. And that's that housewife style where it's like, with New York, I'm like, but you're 60. You're not unattainable. You're just 25 years older than me. Right. And I, I'm not saying that I'm not excited. I'm yeah. incredibly excited and I cannot wait to watch this. My point earlier was just that, like, I think Chicago deserves a shot. At sure. At least at a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> and a maybe pilot. they did and didn't work and we maybe? just don't know. And that's maybe? why I think that the future of Bravo, looking towards retaining a younger audience, uh, you know, as the girls in college start watching Bravo because they love Vanderpump Rules, they love Below Deck. Mm-hmm. Now we want to get you invested in a Housewife franchise. Right. Let's give you Housewives that are only about a decade older than you that you could kind of see as an attainable lifestyle. Let's start bringing in the younger girls because we were in college when all of this started. You're absolutely right. And they're and aging so how we're, yes. to keep the franchise alive. Absolutely. You I totally have get to it. refresh. So in order to refresh, though, like at what point do you retire? So my question to you is – do you think that the – so in four years, both Potomac and Dallas are right now in their fourth season, or Potomac just wrapped up their fourth season. So they four years ago added two new franchises, yes. but nobody got let go in that wake. So now we're adding Salt Lake. Is it time that the OG of the OC yes. – well, Vicky Gumbelson, the true yeah. OG, has already been demoted, but – is yes. that a signal that that is the first franchise to end? I sorry, keep going. Well, I was just going to point out two other franchises: Miami, Miami and, and Washington DC. We'll both DC got a go. couple seasons. That Washington DC got one, Miami yeah. got two. Couple, yeah. They have been canceled. Yes, I think there's a difference between canceling because it didn't work and retiring yeah. because we've come to the end of the circle. Yes. And I believe that in the circle of life, yes. Not so when, yeah, whatever you say. No, so when, yeah, what I mean. Goodbye, OC. Yeah, I think I, OC. I think OC has to go. I think um, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. It's these women screaming at each other at a decibel that dogs can hear and that I most certainly do not want to hear. And I don't think I haven't seen, and okay, I'm saying like I haven't seen it because I have not seen the show in a while, but I don't watch it because nothing has changed. That's the thing. You watched an episode the other day and I sat down and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can figure this all out. And it's not exciting. To be to be fair, you have stopped watching it um, and you, you made that choice to make room for other TV in your life. <laughs> I held on still watching, but I agree it's the same fight with the same. Are you excited when same, you watch it? Uh, yeah. But are you as excited as when you see Tinsley sob with her mother (laughs) in a bridal dress shop crying over her six frozen eggs? Well, that's that's an interesting point. So fingers crossed. I'm going to get there in a second. I am so excited by OC, but it's almost like the excitement that I get when I hang out with my like friends from college. Like it's old and I understand it, and I I'm there with it. But, but when maybe I just keep up with when on I watch, Instagram. But but exactly <laughs> when I watch Dallas, I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. Yes, and I can understand you know, and respect that. I've been watching OC for fourteen years. I, I I know what's gonna happen. If if it goes, I know that I have reruns. I know it's gonna go on Netflix, and I, I'll never just like Friends. I'll get to relive it whenever I want. But your question 
Shit, what did I just cross my fingers for? I don't know, but I think you just made a really great um, example and point. Mm -hmm. So let's go with the high school analogy. Okay. So like OC is like a friend that I had for a while. Like I just don't know. Are we still friends? But, you know, could I just keep up with them via Instagram? Sure. Beverly Hills are like the cool girls that are like, you know what? I tired of them. I got tired. If I see them, I see them. But, like, I'll keep up with them on Instagram. New York is that friend that you've had since you were in third grade. You never know what's going to happen. But you know whenever they fly through town, you're like, I got to check them out. I got to see you. Now I remember that's exactly what I crossed my fingers about that I wanted to say. When you brought up New York, it's funny that you asked me would I rather watch OC or New York because New York has been on 13 years. That's old as shit, too. But New York is so much more exciting and it's vibrant. So fresh. It's my best friend that I'll never leave because it feeds my soul. Oh my god, thank you. Yeah, oh. it is. Honestly, it is like New yes. York City is like our friendship. Exactly. My mom I can respect that episode. being from there. <laughs> but so I think that Salt Lake City is the cute new girl at work that you're like. I think I let's grab a cocktail wanna, with her. Let's invite her to a happy hour. Right. You first start off with like, I'm gonna go grab coffee. Do you want to come? And then you slowly bridge that friendship, and next thing you know, you've got some martinis down. You're like, so who at work do you hate? Okay. Like, I, that's what I think Salt Lake is going to be. I feel like I've reprioritized my entire attitude towards Bravo in general. Okay, I'm so happy yes. that you think that. I think that's why they're trying to bring in younger things. One of them being, when we talk about the future, um, Cash Cab came back. Yes. And um, not singled out, but another dating show. Blind Date. Blind Date. So They're not- starting to pull into this younger audience. Yeah, so we were talking about this the other night. Bravo has been the Housewife channel for so long, but they're yeah. doing something really interesting in that they are bringing back very nostalgic uh not even reality shows, like game shows. Reality game shows. That we were watching probably at the, I hate saying this, but at the turn of the century. Yeah, like, we definitely watched this in college. Late, like ni- late high school, late college. Late 90s, early aughts. We were watching these shows like Blind Date, Cash Cab. Yeah. I think game shows are just big in general. Room Raiders. I mean, we were watching so mm-hmm. many of these things. They're half hour, quick throwaway shows. People I don't have to care about. I see yeah. them and they go away. So just about a month ago... Um, Bravo took from I guess it was on USA or the CW. Oh, no, honestly, Cash, Cash Cab? Cab was like not Travel Channel, but it was like a weird channel that it was on. Was it on the Game Show Network? I can't remember, but it was great, and the host was sassy. Se- right, so super sexy. And what I so they so Bravo has recreated Cash Cab, but what I really love is they changed nothing about it. Yes. It's the same host. Fuck the yes. cab looks the same. The game is the same. But it hasn't been on TV in well over a decade. So whatever network owned it before, they bought it. And they've been running it for about a month now. Truly, I haven't watched. But just watching the previews for it, I get nostalgia for I old cash stoked. cab. Um, and they that- did, though, add in a Bravo celebrity here and there, though, right? Like, instead of get- phone a friend, you could pull off, like, Frederick Eklund from Million Dollar Listing to be happy to be walking on the street. And I feel like they're doing that to generate yes. interest and viewership. Yes. But after a while, it wouldn't be that. But then uh, after BravoCon, we started seeing previews that they're going to do the same thing with the classic dating show, Blind Date. Yes. Which I know that one was on either USA or Fox. Oh, for sure. Because it was a trashy enough channel. I mean, I used to watch Blind Date in college and – 
it was a show where there's no zero personality test. <laughs> there's no them picking each other each no. other out. Just I think it was the USA Network. They would pick one dude and one woman, yeah. and they'd force them to go on a date. And sometimes by the end of the date, they were screwing in a hot tub. Oh and yeah. Sometimes Ew. they just got wasted and puked on each other. Yep. And sometimes they got into these crazy yeah, fights. You so never cool. knew what was going to no. happen. But uh, you know, Bravo's bringing that back, and I totally support. And like we were saying the other night, I mean. The as many housewife franchises we have, and the Below yeah. Decks and the Vanderpumps, Bravo still doesn't have a full prime time lineup no. where they've got new content from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Yes. like a network station has yeah. to have. So a lot of times, like on a Monday night, if they're going to premiere a new episode of New Jersey at nine, at seven o'clock, and at eight o'clock, they're playing repeats of yeah. the previous weeks. Yes, but now they're filling out their schedule yes. with this. Not original, but already proven and rebooted content. Yes. I think it's fucking brilliant. I do too. I think it is giving them that leg up into a true network. And then Mm. I saw an ad, okay, a Twitter ad today that like Captain Lee, going back to the stud of the sea, posted today and was like, wow, I can't believe I got to hang out with Chrissy Teigen today and like hang out at her house. But it was an ad for Bravo, now streaming on Hulu. But like a, a bigger... So they're making online content. I don't think it's online con- online content. I think it's plussing up the Bravo category on Hulu. Oh, which makes me happy. Because I have Hulu. Exactly. And so do you because you have my login. <laughs> I do. And if you have the Disney Plus bundle, you have that too. Um, <laughs> I'm obsessed with plug. Disney Plus. It's the best. I love Disney But I Plus. think that this is Bravo like... Coming up and being like, I see you, ABC, NBC, CBS, and these big ticket people be like, I can do it too. Here I come. And people enjoy reality TV. I mean, Bravo has thrown around a couple scripted shows, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce and Imposters. I loved them both. Yeah, you did. I didn't follow either. They're like cheesy, you know, sultry, you know, crazy, so- but like soapy. You know, I but I think s- Bravo is... I'm trying to get into like the top networks and I don't blame them because they do so well. Speaking of soaps, you know, like soap operas on television, I think I heard One Life to Live doesn't have any contracts in place going forward, so it's potentially going, you know, going off the air. But someone said recently like, let's be honest, the real housewives are soap operas. Yes. And I think it was Watch What Crappens, the housewife recap recappers. Yeah. We're talking about that. Like, these are the, our modern stories. Like, of course. Our, our mothers and our grandmothers our that sisters, had to be yeah. home for their stories in the yeah. afternoon. These are my stories. Yeah. And thankfully, I have the technology. Amy, that to, these are the days of our lives. These are basically what you're trying to say. Like, sand through, through an hourglass. hourglass. These are, are the, the days, days of, of our lives. lives. Wow. And these... Were the happy hour conversations of the week. Yes, they I were. I think there's no other way to end this show with other than the fact that Amy and I live in deep-seated jealousy of everybody who attended BravoCon. 100%. And we hope to see you guys all there next year. And we need to be nicer to Gen Zers. 100%. Okay. I learned that this week. I learn a new thing every, every day. Yeah. Put a nice bow on that, didn't we? I think so, too. I think um, I'm excited for... This next week to see yes. what other topics come up to share with you guys and our thoughts on them are 
very poignant (laughs) ideas and our thoughts, especially as we head into the Thanksgiving holiday. We'll see you guys one more time. One more time before Thanksgiving. And then uh, after that, when we're all full of our turkey, we'll be charging down the road towards Christmas. So excited. Um, But we'll come at you. We'll happy hour a little bit between here and there. Yeah. And we'll come at you with all of our stories. Um, Till next Tuesday, everybody. Don't Do n- forget to tell us what you are talking yes, about at your please. happy hours. What do you like to drink? What are you talking about? Where Tag are you? Tag us in your pictures. Tag, Tag us. us in your Instas. Yes. Um, you want to find us on the Insta. We are at Happy Hour Rewind on all of the socials. Come find us on iTunes. Don't be stingy. Drop some five stars. Not four stars, five stars. Five stars and a little mm-hmm. rate, review, subscribe. But most importantly... If we want you guys to do anything the next week, like Amy said, do not forget to be kind and rewind. Goodbye. See you at the bar. Cheers. That's the seagull from Little Mermaid. Oh, what's his name? It's not Sebastian. It's not Flounder. Scuttle. Scuttlebutt? Just Scuttle. Just Scuttle. <laughs> As in Scuttlebutt. Yes. Okay. Do you mm-hmm. want to sing that again for us? Ay, 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 ay. You're all over the board. I know. I was like, I'm too close for that. I need to be back here. Ay, 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 ay. I can't wait to hear well, that's this. That's how someone gets peed on. Mm-hmm. Well.